You're listening to DraftKings Network. That's going wild. You hear that? Are you scared? It's amazing. Elite picks right there. I didn't even ask my dogs. I did it myself. I'll show them. Hello and welcome back to the Too Many Men podcast. This is episode 20-something. Time is irrelevant. It's, it's a flat circle. Check the show notes. That will tell you. Uh, <laughs> my name is Allison Lucan. I am here joined by the ever-studious, ever-innovative, ever-witty Shana Goldman. Shana, say hi. Hi. And never to be outdone. The never ever illuminating, amazing, quick-witted, sharp-tongued, and beautifully-hearted Sarah Sivian. Sarah, how are you? You never disappoint. Uh, I'm actually pretty good today. I did, I literally, first day of fall, I did a 15-minute 2000s dance pop workout today. Like, who am I? I have been reborn. <laughs> I've been reborn. There you Pussy go. Cat dolls. Oh my God. I was going to say, Allison, I need to like, I was going to say, can I record you saying these nice things when I have a bad day? And then I just realized I was like, wait, we recorded. It's a podcast. Never mind. I'm having a day. Well, folks, let's get right into it (laughs) with that. um, Before we were recorded, the first thing Sarah said was that we needed to talk about this. So let's get to it. Our shit list. Shana, introduce this week's topic, another doozy from the fine land of shitty men. Go. Fuck men. I fucking hate men. And everyone's going, not all men are bad. Fuck off Jason Whitlock. Let me just say this. Fuck off. I'm sorry you are a salty dickhead, but fuck off. I am like, women have to be so goddamn professional and be like, you know, that was a rude thing you said. No, eat shit and live. You are such a sack of crap. So let's, <laughs> all right. Jason Whitlock got bored because he's a talentless idiot and wrote a fucking article trying to take down Katie Nolan, who is living her goddamn life. He didn't like that apparently because she's doing things on ESPN and very upset that there was a bidding war between Fox Sports and ESPN for her because she was a bartender, is a woman and is attractive. Therefore, she does not deserve her job and was calling her Karen and saying that she's privileged and literally eat shit. I fucking hate men like Jason Whitlock. I hate men. I hate Jason Whitlock. I hate men like Jason Whitlock. Here is the problem with Jason, I mean, among many other things, but here's the problem. Um, He and Clay Travis and all those other douche canoes literally always talk they're the most hypocritical people in the entire universe because all they do is talk about how they want politics out of sports and then as um who was it trey something he's a um two-time pro bowl i was looking i don't actually follow football in any capacity i just was looking at his uh twitter profile but he said it's football sunday and there hasn't been a football sunday in ages and this is what you're writing about and it's like they all they do is write about politics and sports i've gotten into it with jason woodlock before too he's like he and like you can't ever speak for black people when you're not black, but he's very says shocking things about black people and women, and it's just to get attention. And that's why I tried not to 
bring attention to the actual article and that's actually their they don't have many view like they always say ESPN's failing when it's like they're actually their little ideas failing so they talk about politics constantly when they said they wanted to keep politics out of sports so I would like for it to make sense but it unfortunately it doesn't yeah of all the women in and, and listen we've talked a ton about how women don't always get opportunity women don't get fair shakes and there are plenty of really accomplished and skilled women who are in media roles that maybe don't let them express their whole selves, right? But of all the women, like when I watch Katie Nolan, like I literally marvel at how quick she is with her wit. She's so smart. Any broadcaster, any individual in media who covers multiple sports at a competent level impresses the hell out of me because keeping up with 31 teams is hard enough in the NHL, let alone college and so on and so forth. She's freaking good at her job. So like of all the people we're going to go, and can we also talk about the shaming of anyone's job? I don't care if she was a bartender. Like that, exactly. She understands people. That's what it tells me. She can connect and understand people. And her job is not to be a journalist, which he got completely wrong. She is a host of a show. She's communicating with people, something that clearly she's good at doing. And to, to, he was criticizing her work too. Like, the Greg Hardy thing that she did when look up Greg, For what? look up Greg Hardy look up what he did he's not even in the NFL anymore like keep that in mind he's an MMA fighter now right or UFC whatever I don't even fucking know I don't care I saw he was on once and I turned it off like watch her segments on that and then come back and talk shit please find a way to talk shit about that because there are important issues in sports people don't want to talk about. And it's even harder when you have teams like the Dallas Cowboys going, we like his character, even though if I remember correctly, and if it was him and there were multiple NFL players at the time doing shitty things, which shocker, he pushed a coach and they talked about his character too. But so of course, like it does need to be talked about. It does need to be talked about like by media and by women. I think it's even braver to do it and go, this is why it's wrong. This is why it's wrong. Well, this is what the NFL and the teams are peddling. This is what happened, and this is why it's wrong. But let's talk shit about it, because she's too pretty. If she was too ugly, she wouldn't be allowed on your TV screen, because you wouldn't want to look at her. Right. It, it's amazing. Like, you'll hear shit about, like, a woman's voice. Like, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear a woman's voice while I'm watching my sports. Then you have something wrong with you. I don't want to hear, like, I'm listening to my wife. I'm sorry you hate your wife. I'm sorry you hate your life. But you need to look deep within yourself and fix it because you're the shit zipper here, not her. Like, this is not hard. It's so disheartening to see the amount of replies that are like, good point, Jason, or whatever, too. Like, it it just goes to to show that that our point is correct and we're valid and that in saying that we get treated unfairly and it's not, it doesn't matter what you do. Katie Nolan did that. She's going about her day and now she has to make her Twitter private because people are harassing her. She literally had nothing to do with this yep. in this entire debate and not, and Maria Taylor didn't either. Same shit, yep. different day. She was Maria just standing Taylor there. Someone makes a comment about her and then her entire week or month is derailed. That's happened. Yep. That's happened to me at DK. It's like, he did what he did to me. And then that's my, and all anybody talks about, about me, all anybody wants to tweet at me about or like have me on the radio to talk about and then somehow it's my fault when I'm like just answering their questions and what do you the onus is on us when we're just minding our own goddamn business happy to be there and now we have to do something it's just it's been a problem for so long and I'm sure I can't even imagine our predecessors that Mm. have had to deal with 
even worse. And now that it's all just coming to light on social media, it's that has drawbacks and good things. It shows us everybody's true colors, but those true colors are probably always there, right? Well, I think it's huge. And I think it was Lindsay Jones who said this today on Twitter. And I've had this experience. I know you guys have had this too. These women are getting attacked. And I see all of the fellow women's voices raising up in support. Where are the men? And we've talked about this before. Where are the men saying this is unacceptable behavior? Where are the men saying it's not cool to say this about women? It's not cool to say about these women and not, you know, sending a DM and saying, I support you. And then rubbing elbows and being so nice with your sports buddy the next time you're at the game or in the press box. Where are the fucking men? Come collect your mans, like literally. Yep. And like nobody's saying you can't criticize women. Like, let's make 100%. this abundantly clear. You can <gasps> go and say, I don't enjoy her show. I don't find her funny. No problem. Or Maria Taylor, which the thing with her is she was already in the news because her shoulders were out. When she was wearing a jacket, I watched the, my sister walks in the room and literally goes, wonder where I could buy that jacket. I fucking love it. I was like, you know, it's sick. And then you hear shit about it the next day. Cause I'm looking at it. I'm going, as I'm going, I love this jacket. I'm like, we're going to hear something about it. Her shoulders are out. It's going to be something. And then they talk shit about the ballot. wanted to buy, for God's sake. Yeah. So and Women in journalism, I don't know if people realize this, but I've, I stressed over what I wore too damn long, especially in hockey, because it's like, well, what do you wear to the rink? Like, it's, there's no dress code and you can't wear it. Well, you can wear a suit if you want, but like, I'm not going to do that. And then you see men wearing whatever. And it's like, it's so hard to you don't want to cross a line and then it's like, of yep. what? I'm just wearing an outfit. Sorry you that I have a body. You can't distract men because it's, it's not about you need, it's about you needing to control yourself because they can't control themselves and focus if you look any way that's outside of how you're supposed to look. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fucking ridiculous. I mean, I don't see any of them stressing about anything like that. If you want to come at a woman and go, I don't like your work. Or with Maria Taylor, it was her ballot, right? right. That's what right. it was. It was, if they say, I disagree with your ballot and think you're wrong, you are welcome to say, you can come ballot. to any person yep. you want and say, I disagree with you. You can't do it because she's a woman. That's mm-hmm. the difference. And that's what people don't seem to understand. And you are fucking grown ass adults. We are not five years old and it's like your parent telling you, no, you can't say that. You are a grown ass fucking adult and you need to be, like, keep yourself in check. Like, this is not about being politically correct. This is about not being a fucking asshole. Do not come at someone and go, well, your ballot's invalid because you're a woman, you have no business doing it, blah, blah, blah. You can literally say, you know what? I completely disagree with it. I should fucking people's ballots daily. Let's talk about the All-Star, uh, the, the NHL awards. I could tell you, I thought so many were fucking stupid. I'm not going to be like, I thought this one was stupid because he was a man. No, but it helps his cause that he's a man, and I think it's stupid, sure, mm-hmm. but like, I'm not talking shit because you're a man. I just think your points are fucking stupid. There's a difference. And if you can't see that, you have no business having a job talking about things in the public. Go fucking hide in a basement and read a book and learn something. I will say this after, and I don't want to call anybody out because I know there's a lot of things that our male colleagues do that are kind of subconscious. And it's because women haven't always been in this space. And I know they mean well. And if you tell them privately, which maybe I, I plan to have conversations, then they can learn and grow, but um, a few male PHWA voters kind of had controversial ballots and it's all when they get vitriol, which is not right either, but it's all 
men sticking up for them and it's yep. all well yep. why can't we all just argue peacefully and it's like where are you when someone's telling me they're gonna kill me and call me the c-word in my mentions like yep yep exactly where's that energy then i'm just yep. wondering. no we have to be perfect we're held at such we have to do everything right because we have to worry that opportunity won't be there for us anymore we have to it's ignore the trolls then it's ignore yeah. the trolls then yep. yeah ignore, and that's the best when people say don't don't feed into it what like should i take shit every single day like at a certain point yes you're gonna sift through and pick and choose what you want but like we have to literally be perfect we have to look perfect we have to sound perfect don't smile too much but smile enough make sure your voice isn't too naggy make sure your work is fucking perfect god forbid there's a I don't know, a typo or something. I couldn't imagine something like that. Who has typos? Or you miss something or you say a statement that you believe and someone disagrees with it. You're wrong. You're horrible. You don't deserve a job. And it's like you people might not explicitly say it's because you're a woman, but that's always said silently. Not always, but it is. Like I know I do take notice on this stuff because I – rarely make a mistake because I hate when I do make a mistake and I get that kind of response but I've been there was something I made one mistake in um, a recent article about the Edmondson trade I just wasn't expecting to happen on Saturday I'm like kind of disconnected from the hockey world right now at my family's house hanging out with my niece and like obviously no excuse like it's you shouldn't make a mistake but I just said something about the draft pick that wasn't true and then like so many comments that were just like you have you don't even deserve your job i'm like bro this right. is like a minor mistake about nothing like right. can we all just acknowledge that we're all kind of going through a hard time right now and the draft rules are different to begin with and it's like uh it's okay to make a little mistake right now like there are bigger issues in the world but i know that's not going to be said to a man 100 percent. so jason whitlock you might be on the mount rushmore of our shit list. We have to do like a year-end summary, Shayna. You have to go through your notes and pull them all together. We'll we'll rank. Speaking of which. You made me say fuck the most. That's how it adds to the ranking. Perfect. (laughs) Fucks per 60. Uh, Speaking of which. (laughs) Go ahead, Sarah. I just want there to be some type of change or repercussion. Like why do they still get to be on these plat? Like. Yeah. It seems like we just do the same rinse and recycle thing every single week with these situations and they still just get to run around keeping their jobs but uh, how fun to outkick sports i don't think that's um <laughs> carrying on king of the shit list a previous uh member of the shit list we have a bit o news sarah's favorite segment little bit we have a couple bits <laughs> we have what what are many bits i don't know Anyway, we have many bits of news. A Timbit of news. Timbit. Sponsor us, Tim Hortons. Sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> first bit of news. The Caps do make a head coaching hire, and it is not Mike Babcock. Shayna, who did the Caps hire as their new bench boss? Peter Laviolette, who was fired by the Predators. And when he was fired, there was nothing that came out that said that he was a shit human, just that they didn't think he was the right coach at the time for the Predators, which he no longer was. So they made a change. <laughs> I mean, like, it's amazing. He got fired for a hockey-related really reason, and it stayed hockey-related, not we didn't think he was performing right. No, oh, by the way, he, uh, he did all this stuff with players, and it became such a problem because uh, 
he was a horrible human being to them. So, you know, it was a big difference there. Good going, Caps. Good job. Like a pat on the back. But at the same time, I will say, I did a story recently about the Hurricanes' 2006 run, and I think he'd be a good coach for this specific situation here of like a veteran team that needs a kick in the ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they all have so much respect for Bobby Lett, but it's somebody else should be able to get a chance. Especially, I'd like yep. to talk about Florida. Maybe like hire some young new people there. Yep. You're you have nothing to lose, and if you want to save money, yep. yeah, saying. right. If you want to save money, which we all hear is a priority there, yeah, yep. absolutely. So go on, good on you, DC, for now. Uh, next bit of news going outside the hockey world for a little bit. Shayna, tell us about women's tennis. Uh, Naomi Osaka won the U.S. Open with an injured hamstring, which is why she's not in the French Open. Keep in mind, but the important thing is here. She had seven masks with seven names for uh, black lives that were lost due to police brutality. And every match she came out with a different mask. She was questioned about them, her activism, when she is one of the most soft-spoken athletes. She made such a major impact doing it. And the tournament before, she had boycotted for the day and everyone followed suit. So it's uh, amazing that everyone says this is such a distraction, such a distraction to advocate and be an activist and worry about something outside of sports. And she managed to win it all. And it was not easy to win it all. She had a tough match, especially in that final. But you know, she just managed while wearing the masks, while being an activist, while doing the right thing and being a human being that gave a shit about something besides her sport. So there have been a lot of eloquent statements by people in sports related to the Black Lives Matter movement. But I loved, and Shane, you have to help me because I'm not going to get the word exactly right, but she was asked what she wanted people to think. And yep. what was her answer? She said, well, what do you, th- what was it? She it was, what, what does it make what you think? You want, yeah, what do you want people to think about you wearing the masks or? And she said, well, what, what do you, do you think about it? Yeah, she returned the question. She was asked about it, and it was a little bit weird, some of the questions that were asked, and you could see it was like a new territory for everyone. So, like, I will give a little bit oh, of a sure. way this is fair word sport. You know, they never have to talk about anything like this, but I, I think that I some of the questions about it. Her answer was brilliant. Yeah, yeah she really is someone that when she speaks, you listen. She doesn't yell, mm. anything. she's very quiet, she's very to herself, and she's so bright, and she is like, and she's an unbelievable player on top of it, so. Like, she's, like, a, such a role model for everyone. And she embraces that she is Black. You know, she's, if I remember correctly, Haitian and Japanese. And she's definitely heard a lot. You know, it, it's not easy for anybody. And uh, the tennis world is, as we said a million times, super white, super rich sport. Like, it's not easy if you are not white, perfect, and everything. You think, like, Wimbledon, like, the all-white look, that's, like, that's tennis. So it's, you know, it's nice to see her make such a statement throughout it and still thrive. You know, everyone can mm-hmm. talk about how it's a distraction, like, fuck off. Number one tennis fan, Sarah Sivian, any thoughts? Um, I did see that, and I agree that, yeah, we're all stumbling through trying to do, not all of us are trying to do our best, but some of us are. So if the questions are being asked in a way that can make her respond like that, then I'm, yep. I'm all for it. And more tennis news. Um, the Fed Cup, which was the originally called the Federations Cup after the International Tennis Federation, it's for women's team tennis. Uh, it has been named after Billie Jean King, the first time a trophy is named after a woman. 
And it's so cool because Billie Jean King is a trailblazer for everyone. She started the Women's uh, Tennis Association. She has worked, uh, advocated for social equality and gender equality and everything. She, She is such an outstanding person. And like, you want to talk about a role model. She broke barriers. She's unbelievable. And she continues to advocate for women constantly, even though it's outside of tennis, which brings us to our next bit of news which is that the Professional Women's Hockey Players Association is back in action. They played this past weekend in New Hampshire, I think it was, and she, Mm -hmm. Billie Jean King, has worked with them, so it ties nicely together. But it's nice to see women's sports going right now. It is nice to see women's sports going, thank goodness. And there's full dates of of the um, Professional Women's Hockey Players Association tour out there. Um, It's good to see women's hockey back in place. Sarah, any thoughts? on the Billie Jean King Cup or women's hockey slowly starting to come back? Yeah, Billie Jean is not my lover, but she is an absolute boss. I don't know why that I probably heard that a million times, but yes, I'm happy there's something, like someone's gotta be the first one. So yeah. I'm glad it's her. Awesome, all right. Well, that's our bit of news, which my friends brings us to the hockeys. I have here in my hand the tally of our picks to date. And I would like to report that only one of the three of us got round three perfect. Picking both of the finalists, that individual is Sarah Sivian. Sarah Sivian, two for two. What would you like to say about your picks, your confidence going in, your confidence coming out of this this round? You know what? Sometimes you just got to wing it. Um, I've been mentally and physically preparing for this. I haven't drank alcohol since the last time we recorded this podcast, actually. And look at how it paid off. So let's celebrate that. And congratulations to me on the accomplishment. So that brings us, Sarah, to, excuse me, eight of 14 picks, correct? Uh, She is in a tie with me for second place. I got one of two picks, correct? I'm also at eight of 14, but still riding her rousing round two performance, even though Shayna only got one finalist right. She is leading the pack. It's going to be statistically impossible for us to catch her, Sarah. We can crown her the winner of the too many, shut up, (laughs) too many men cup. She is currently at 11 of 14 picks. Wow having gone one for two in round three. So- crowd's going wild, you hear that? Are you scared? <laughs> it's amazing, elite picks right there. I didn't even ask my dogs, I did it myself. I'll show them. So they're- ma- <laughs> Yeah, they got fucking eliminated within minutes. Duke won the whole thing last year. She had a Capitals Avalanche Cup final. It was almost as bad as her first year, which was like Calgary winning the cup. And I was like, dude, don't you watch the games? She said nothing. <laughs> Well, she is a dog. She can't say anything. (laughs) So let's recap the round three that was. Um, First, all three of us did get Tampa Bay over the Islanders right. Sarah, did you have any thoughts on that series? Did anything surprise you or was it pretty much what you expected? What I expected, um, I got to say, watching Tampa now, I mean, I feel like a complete dumbass sleeping on them and thinking that it was, they were just a fluke for some reason. I mean, I even was talking about um, with my editor kind of 
articles to write about what can the hurricanes learn from Tampa and patience. They just mm. look like a bulldozer whenever they get the puck in um, the zone. I don't know why I just I zoned out on zone, but <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. Shane, any comments on the series? Yeah, um, the Islanders, I think, had a really good run, and there is a lot to be proud of as everyone clamored how boring they were. They they dominated in the first two rounds. They they looked great and played to their strengths, but um, Tampa's so speedy and skilled that, like, it really seemed like it was going to come to a head as good as they are defensively. Like, the Islanders need another piece to take that step forward offensively. And uh, Tampa's injuries did worry me between Point, Kucherov, um, who else got hurt? Was it Chernak got hurt at one point? Like everybody from Tampa, you just see like injuries everywhere. They're managing it with point. You know, it's bad because he, he was missing parts of games. Then he was outright missing games. Um, not playing game five. Like they knew he was too hurt to play game five, which had he won, you know, you would have like a day off or something, but it was like, no, can't even get him to play that. So like, that definitely was a concern, but like they, they really have grown a lot from this to last year. So it's nice to see them take a step forward and really like go for it because I don't know if they'll ever be in a better position to do so with everything with the cap. So good for them. And, you know, like the Islanders should be proud of what they did as everyone whines forever about defensive hockey. Speaking of defensive hockey, Dallas, the only person to pick Dallas over the Vegas Golden Knights was our Sarah Sivian in this group. Sarah Sivian, what did you see in that series was this the Dallas team you expected, or did Vegas just fall short of their own accord? I think I'm just was really impressed with Dobie. I like I got to hand it to him. He's playing lights out. Um, obviously, defense first team. I think it's a little bit of both. You know, like Vegas has always been a little overrated to me for reasons I just inherently felt, and I think that kind of caught up with them and Dallas started or stopped surprising me. Shana, your thoughts. I, I really did. Like it wasn't a slight to Dallas that I thought Vegas would beat them. I just thought Vegas, like they, they're such a good team and you see the way that they can like control play and they can play that defensive style. And they also have the offense to match that. I was like, all right. And then obviously you have two really good goalies. And then, you know, for Dallas, you have one injured goaltender, which like if they needed, they didn't have something to fall back on that worried me. But like, like Sarah said, Kudobin's been amazing. I, I think it's so fun for him because he, he really is such a fun player. Like watching him on the bench and his expressions and everything like that, it seems like he's so loved on his team that I, I just love how much like everyone's rallying around him. And if they win the cup, I think Heiskanen's been great, but I would, I would give him the consummates any day of the week. Um, and Kiviranta is such a story. It's so fun. Like they're, they're young players in Dallas. And I feel like with Dallas, the criticism can be like, they're older and they were signing older players too. Like when you looked at like when they signed Radulov and Ben Bishop, it was like, is this, is this the right direction you want to be going in? But you have guys like Gurianov and Kiviranta making such a difference in high skin in that it's like they have the young players too. So good for them. Yeah, I have the best get open story. Um, I'm just I'm trying to look it up right now. It, Ty Anderson. Where is he? Yeah. Okay. He tweeted and yeah, I remember this favorite get open story. I've ever found, I've never found a way to work into a feature. This is when he was traded from the Bruins. Kudobin mm -hmm. um, once explained to me in great detail that he tries to be an extra coach on the bench, was really proud of how he helped Carlo grow. I asked Carlo about it. Carlo, I never knew what he was saying. <laughs> uh, 
That's fantastic. That's that is a great story. That's a great story. We know our finalists. The final is two games in. The series is currently split 1-1. Even though Shayna has the cup, we're still playing for pride here, my friends. Shayna, since you're in the lead, who takes home the 20? What, what is this the 2020? Yeah. I don't even know. It's all irrelevant. 2020 Stanley Cup. Your call. Go. I'm, I'm going to say Tampa, and I feel like I'm going to be wrong. Um, I just feel like this is the year for them to do it. Like, if, especially if Stamkos comes back. And it sounds like there is a chance of that. And I love seeing him, like, out there. He's so hyped for everyone. Like, you know, it, it has to be hard. Like, you're their captain, and you, you haven't gotten to be a part of this. But he still is, and they've made sure of it. So um, I'm going to say they're going to win. I'm not confident in it at all. But I, I, I just think this is their best chance. And, like, if they don't do it this year, I really I, – I, I don't know. So I'm going to say, yes, Tampa. Tampa's going to win in – Oh, yeah, you have to give us the games for the tiebreaker, please. Um, 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 I'm going to say, I think I had it six. Before the series started, I said six. So I'm going to stick with that to be consistent. All right. Sarah, your pick and number of games and rationale behind it. I completely agree. I, it's just Tampa's year. And I think this has been a great series. So I'm going to say it goes to six games. <sighs> All right. What do you got? Uh, just to be contrarian, I'm going to go Dallas. Okay. Um, because I think if they can get their discipline under control, that, that really has bit them, but it's not like they're not able to hang. Um, and yes, I'm going full narrative on this one. I love Bones. I like the story of Dallas. Um, I think it's, it's just an interesting, fun story, even though I've picked literally against them in every series up to date it's Um, like not it's not to be it's just you don't you see their it's not about them it's about who they're playing that you're like oh colorado you know dominant they are oh vegas look at that like it's not even like we're saying like dallas you're not good it's just like um what about consmite pick should we do that for like an extra point uh sure go um if it's the lightning i'm giving it to headman if it's tampa i give it to kadogan it's almost like she was set up for the question because she knew what she wanted to say. I know. <laughs> I, I had this conversation with Rich. I was telling him the other day when Kiviranta scored. I said, if Kiviranta takes over the series, imagine like he won the Smythe. I was like, that would be such a cool story. Imagine he has, he's just like lights out, killing it. Like that would be really fun. And then I was like, oh, he'd give it to Heisman too. And then I looked back at him and I was like, if anyone gets upset, Kodovin, I'm going to throw a fucking fit. Like within two seconds, I changed my mind. I was like, no, Kodovin. And I would say Hedman because I think points too hurt. Sarah, who are your consmite picks? Um, if it's Dallas, you know, Ben, and if it is Tampa, then speaking of extra point, Braden point. Damn it. Those are my picks. <laughs> You're allowed to agree with me. Okay, I, I know agree that, with that's you hard have to, to just disagree with me. That's in oh, the rules. Right. Those in the are the too rules. many bylines. Okay. Well, we'll have to come up with an award. We have to come up with some sort of award or embarrassing act that the losers have to loser or losers have to we'll see if we can get some separation here well we're going to because sarah and i are not going to end up tied at the end of this one of us is going to be ahead of the other one because we're tied right now so we'll see all right it is everyone's favorite time and speaking of even better see shana you set this all up it's no i forgot i put them in Uh i just was like oh yeah i clicked to the document to see them and i was like oh yeah all right so sarah you get to go first on this one are you ready Oh, yes. Let's okay. go. Give it Here to we me. go. Potential Con Smythe winners. 
fuck, Mary kill. <laughs> Kudobin, point, Headman. And this is not the actual individual. Yes. <laughs> like, this is public service announcement or a little music. <laughs> do, 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 do. Um, In context of being a Con Smythe trophy winner, go. Okay. And it's Kudobin, point, Headman. Headman. Yep. Okay. I'm going to marry Hudobin just because I love that story. Like nobody expect like this is the most the strangest year, and I would love for something like that to happen this year. It's just a little feel good um, adventure there, and I will fuck point because then I'd be right, and I will kill Headman unfortunately, but he's looks like a vampire, so he will just come back to life. <laughs> Shayna, your picks? I'm going to marry Clovin. Like, the story, the everything. And when they won that series, the him saying we're not going home, like, if you're not hyped watching that, I think, two that and JT Miller calling out the lineup for Vancouver earlier in the playoffs So the two videos I've seen that I'm like, I'd run through a wall for them. Like, let's go. So, yes, he has to win because, yes, Dallas is the, one of the best defense teams. He's been outstanding. He deserves it. Um and it's, it's got to be a lot of pressure knowing you don't have Bishop to fall back on and you aren't Ben Bishop, too. Like, you're not their starter. Mm -hmm. So, all for it. Um, okay, I know I picked Hedman, but I'm going to kill Hedman because I think that he is so well-known and so well-recognized for being so good and dominant. But Braden Point, uh, he had an unreal season. I don't think it got talked about enough. I don't think he gets the credit for being as good as he is because he plays with Kucherov and Stamkos. And in the Islander series in particular, you saw him taking over games. Like, he was so fucking good. So I will fuck that, and I will kill Hedman. And everything you just said about Point is why I'm going to marry Point, because I think he's the most consistently good. So long-term relationship here. Um, I'm going to Bye. fuck Qdobin, because fun, because narrative, and like, Again, maybe not long-lasting relationship, but boy, is this a nice little ride that we're having right here, right now. No pun intended. And thus, I will kill Victor Hedman. <laughs> Seriously. I will kill Victor Hedman. Sorry, Hedman. We, we love you. Um, we do. We do. That's two trophies you're falling short of. Sorry, Hedman. You All right. have a cup, though. Sarah, you're going to go first on the second one, too. We have two this week. Okay. You ready? This is, this is your territory. This is your sweet spot. We've done this before, but we do have some new entries with the flavor group. What are we on? Two or three, whatever. White cloth flavors. Fuck, Mary kill. Watermelon. Lemon. Tangerine. Oh, these are, this is the number two variety pack. That's Correct. the best in the business. Um, best decision they ever made. I will marry watermelon. Just really so nails good. the watermelon flavor. I so will... Good. Fuck the lemon because it tastes like an actual seltzer and I will kill the tangerine um, just out of necessity. Sorry, buddy. Boy, that was straight into the point. You I know what I'm talking about when I it comes know. to white claw. <laughs> no errors there. Thank you very much. Shayna, your answers. I'm this is, you better to, get these right. I'm going to kill the watermelon actually. It's no, Shana. I like it. If I drink white claw, like I, I will drink like a sour beer and then I have like white claws. I'm drinking like multiple white claws and I, you know, like, so the sweetness, it's a lot. It's, it's very sweet. And it's not the best watermelon seltzer I had. There was one based on Ralph's ices and that was my favorite. 
it was like a little bit less sweet. It was like what I was looking for. So I will kill it. I will fuck the tangerine though. Uh, I don't, I, I think orange is like a really good seltzer flavor always. And I definitely like theirs and I it's, will marry the lemon. It's, oh my God. It's refreshing. It's good. And everything, lemon never gets the credit it should. It's always lime or lemon lime and lemon lime typically in my opinion fucking sucks. And I love lemons and I love limes, but I don't like them together. It tastes like crap Sierra mist. So, uh, I, I always get the packs and then like Richard and his friends all like the lemons. But I'm like, here, take them. You guys can have them all. I don't give a shit. I don't want the lemon limes. I want the limes or I want the lemons. So the fact that we actually have a lemon, it's very good. Wow. <laughs> Tell me how I'm wrong. Go ahead. Yo, you're wrong. Explicitly. Mm-hmm. I'm going to marry the watermelon because it is hashtag elite forever and always. Yes. Um, I'm going, I am not a lemon, nor a lime, nor a lemon lime, nor a lime lemon fan. So I'm going to fuck the tangerine because it's the second best, but watermelon forever. And I'm going to kill the lemon because terrible pick. Terrible, terrible, terrible pick. That's all I have to say about that. Sorry, Shana. Okay. You know that it works out because we can get a variety pack. And share the I'll three of all, us. Yeah, we can share it. That's what we need. You don't want it that like you end up in the fridge with like, all the one crap flavor of like all of them that you're like, I don't, I don't want to drink this. And then when you're really drunk, finally you're like, yeah, I'll just, I'll just guzzle them down. It's fine. hundred percent. hundred percent. All right, my friends, is there anything we missed this week other than the delightful topics that we have talked about and the picks that we have made the too many men cup being awarded next week in addition to the second most famous trophy, the Stanley cup. I think we crushed it for now. Yeah, I think, I think we definitely have it. All right. Well, we would also be remiss if we didn't um, mention the loss of Ruth Bader, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, um, an icon um, to many women, to many people, um, and she will be missed, and we thank her for all she did for all of us um, on the show, listening to the show, and even the people who aren't listening to the show, she did a lot of really good things and fought very much till the end. Uh, we remind you that if you're not already, you can follow us on Twitter at two underscore much underscore man. You can fo- find us on the web at the too many men pod.com. And if you haven't seen our tweets, we will be live podcasting at the CMU stats conference um, in October. So check that out. We would love to have you. We are honored, thrilled, humbled. We will be hosting a very special guest, um, Alexandra Mandrecki who is with the Seattle Kraken, we can say now. Um, One of the smartest and most accomplished people I know and also one of the best people I know. And so we will be privileged to talk with her. And if you have stuff you want us to ask her, please let us know. Um, We want to put our best foot forward, which may not be what we usually (laughs) do, but we will try. Try not to say fuck 50 times. (laughs) I try to donate every time I say it and they slip up. Am I allowed to curse during it? Do we know? I don't know that you are. I'll check. I'll check with the organizers. That's an important point. Tell them to put us on a five second delay, like the (laughs) NHL playoffs. Now it all makes sense. (laughs) All right. Anything else, my friends? Anything else we need to say? Anyone we need to shout out? Mm. No. I think we covered it with the shit list. Your dude, fuck off. And if you have any problems like Jason Shitlock, like Sarah said before we recorded, <laughs> fuck the hell off. And, uh, you know, cool to see us women sticking together because there's just too many goddamn men. Too many. There you have it, my friends. 
until next time, stay safe, stay well, pay attention to what's going on around you, help make the world a better place. And we will talk to you all next week. Bye. Love ya.